All right, we are trying to come up with a name for the show. Right now, the working title is All Right, Laurie. I like All Right, Larry, but anyway, we're, we're, we're uh, analyzing the roast from season 14. Like I said at the top of the show, we are analyzing Laurie Roggenkamp and I analyzing the roast. Well, we're doing two things on this episode today. We're going to analyze the roast from episode 13 of season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race, the roast of Ross Matthews. When we After the break, we're going to talk about episode two of Drag Race España. Not Laurie, though. Laurie's racist against Spanish people. but um, But we will be talking about it. But before, let me, let's bring someone on. She's from Bloody Podcast. Please say. It took me about five years to realize you and Fortune Feimster were different people. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. How are you? Hello. Hello. You know, like I said before, whenever we have these comedy challenges, like the roast, like the, something we do with the Snatch Game. I like to bring on the icon, comedy, stand-up, improv, sketch icon, Los Angeles stand-up, sketch, and improv, comedy icon, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Thank you. Yes, I, I am known around town mm-hmm. as... Uh, the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and guffaws. As very, as very funny and not at all racist. No, so I would love it if you would stop saying that. I would. Well, you know, you're no that. longer racist. I have never been, and never will be, made jokes about in in a racist fashion uh-huh. uh, my in my standup. So you know, I'm just saying, please stop making that those references. Hmm. So anyway, Lori, did you have a chance to watch? Yes, I did. Ro- Oh, you did. You did. Now, before we get it, because we're going to analyze. That's the point of this today, is we are going to analyze the roast of episode 13 from season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And before we get into it, let's just do a real general thoughts on the roast. Did you have big picture thoughts? We'll, by the way, we're going to analyze this minute by minute, second by second, joke by joke. But I wanted to see if you had any big picture thoughts. I mean, coming from the Snatch Game, I'm just genuinely happy that there were, like, actual jokes. Okay, like that. That's that's what I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was... It, I felt like some queens got a little less time and mm-hmm. some queens got a little more time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I felt <clears> like <throat> it was it was definitely edited... Mm-hmm. In ways that the queens that they wanted to be like, oh, this person didn't really do a good job. They would be like, they would go a little longer. Mm-hmm. But then queens that did a good job, they would cut them off. Like Willow Pill, I felt like got like four jokes out and then was like, all right, now I'm out. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I think they wanted to be like, oh, she she did middle. She did good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I, I felt like overall it, it it was that was that was a big disparity for me. So between the recording of the recap and the recording of this episode, which by the way is only about an hour and a half difference for people listening late, because people are going at home are going to listen to this days later. 
you know. Um, but in, in reality, I'm recording this only 90 minutes after recording the full Drag Race recap. And But I've listened to it two more times. Because I pulled the audio and then I removed any confessional moments that told you how to feel. Even though what I can't remove is, you're right, the way they use time. Yeah. And also the way they use sound. You know? And uh, and there's some visual things, too, that they use to tell you how you're supposed to feel about the jokes. Because I believe the reality yeah. is that everyone pretty much did close to the same. If that yes. makes sense. Well, Not, I, look, there were clearly people who were worse and better than others, but it wasn't as big of a disparity. No, I actually think that <clears throat> most, well, save for maybe Deja, mm -hmm. I think most people did okay. Did well. Yes, I agree. Um, I think that, um, and I, I, I genuinely think that there, and we'll, we'll get into it, but I think there is somebody who did really well that they tried to downplay for some reason. And somebody who didn't do, who was like middling, who they tried to be like, oh, this person was really good. Mm -hmm. But overall, I, an argument can be made that Bosco, I feel like Bosco could win, but I, we'll get into like, <clears throat> why they won if even if you don't necessarily find them the funniest because there is sort of a um i don't know what it is is there's like a lore or sort of like a, a prestige that comes with doing really well you're mm -hmm. in first play when you're first when you're first mm -hmm. which is i feel like a misnomer because you're first so nobody knows nobody's gone after you and nobody's gone before you Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can you can do pretty much however your jokes go. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. Because everybody's ready for comedy and ready for laughter. Mm -hmm. But there's this sort of idea that if you're first, that means that you're, you have to try the hardest. Yeah. If you're first and last, you try the hardest, which isn't necessarily true. Well, I was talking about in the recap, and I, this is something I've complained about for years. Is, and you will agree. I, I don't know what you'll agree with, but I think you'll agree with me that roasts are a completely different animal from regular stand-up. They're a completely different beast. Yes. They're, look, I think in this, in this style, in this, in this roast, this version, the style that they set up, I think they are right in saying that, you know, it should be punchline joke, punchline joke. However, the, that is not necessarily how roasts go. Mm -hmm. And, it, roast, I mean, to be honest with you, roasts can be considered an, its own yeah. comedic branch. Yeah. Because to be successful at roasting, you, it, it, it really, and as we'll notice, it really actually consists of multiple parts. It's not just telling jokes about people. It's getting the audience on your side, getting the audience, you know, understanding who you are, and then roasting that person with the understanding that you actually care, you actually like yes, that person. Yes, that's, that's a good point. You know, one of the things I mentioned on the recap is that the difference, one of the differences between stand-up and roast is like when you go to a stand-up comedy show, let's say there's four comics, in theory, um, the comics have different points of view about different topics. Like, for instance, if Lori and I were in a comedy show, I would be talking about being a fat, gay, Mexican faggot, right? That would be my point yeah. of view of what I would be talking about. Lori would be talking about being like a depressed loser who has incestuous relationships with her family, uh, and, you know, gets mad at people, can't 
function like a normal adult, you know, like that kind of stuff, you know? Not, not, no, not at all. That's not what I would be talking about mm, at all. I saw no. your, your, I don't know, I used to see you do stand-up quite a bit. I never once talked about an incestuous relationship with my family. You know, That's the only thing I was I, with some friends last night, and they were telling me about Lori Rockingham, and I said, I told everything about Kathy and her being bottomless. Who who are these friends? Chris and Mercedes. Chris was like, his mouth was slack-jawed. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. I sent him stories about, you know, uh, just different stories from your life. Oh, my God. It's Now it's like people that I've never met or met randomly are going to, like, see me again and be like, oh, that's the... That's the girl Joe told us about. Oh, I think they want to meet you, but almost like they would like want to meet like a person from the zoo or something, like an animal from the zoo or something. Anyway, um, but anyway, but but on a roast, so there's different topics, but on the roast, you're all fighting for jokes about the same people. It's a very small group. It's not it's not wide. It's it's narrow, and so for that, yeah, go ahead. No, Laura, I don't want to talk to you. No, what were you saying? I was going to say that's one of the reasons why. So, like on a stand-up show, when you're the host, which is the the host is actually the person that goes up first, really, yeah, in a stand-up yeah. show, and he'll do he or she will do about five minutes up front, and that's called like taking the bullet has a bunch of names. But the reason being, it's during that those five ten minutes that that's when the waitresses are walking in the club taking orders. People are looking at the menu. They're arriving in like no one's paying attention, right? Yeah. And so it takes a few, I mean, that, that person and maybe there's a guest spot that it's during all that, that's a little harder for the comics because no one's really focused on the show. They're focused on yeah. a million other things and they're just not in the co, they're not, they haven't coalesced as, into a singular audience yet. And that's kind of the, ho- the job of a good host is to bring them together. I actually yeah. think this, and this is to a comedian, this would be like shortchanging myself. But I, I am really proud of what a good host I was as a, as a stand-up. Even though no, a comic might take a that really as a, good host. A, a comic uh, who wants to be a headliner would take that as an insult. Because like saying, oh, you're really good at dishwashing in a restaurant, you know? And Well, I think I do think that there is a skill. I, did, I never had the skill. There is a skill to hosting. And, and I think that that is, you know, I think that's something that, a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. Um, a lot, <clears throat> what a lot of people sort of feel like hosting is a, is beneath them or that it's a, it's an easy thing to do, but it's really not, it's yeah. not easy at all. Yeah. Um, I will say that I am not good at roasting. Um, well, let, well, let me finish my point. We'll get, we'll, at, let me finish my point and we'll, we'll get to this. So what I was going to say though, in the, so it's, it's bad to go first. In in a roast, though, the opposite is true. The earlier you go, the easier your job is because yes. you get first crack at all the jokes. Sorry, go ahead, Lori. Also, jokes like you were saying because it's such a narrow like lane that you're on. Jokes will be recycled. Like yes. we saw, we saw that Georges did a joke about uh, what's this? Um, God, who's the guy that's being roasted? Ross Matthews. Ross, Ross's butt. And then later on, Lady Cam did a joke about Lady mm-hmm. Ross's, you know, but that was just weird. Um, but we, but, uh, you know, so those jokes are sort of copies of each other. And you, you do set as you kind of see a trend going on. Mm-hmm. So then once you get to like the third or four, or the fourth or fifth person, 
if they're keeping with that trend, it's just no matter what the joke is, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, okay, we've heard this already, you yeah. know? And <clears throat> so that's tough. I will say, I was going to say, I am not good at roasting. Joe, I think you're good at roasting. I, we roast each other, but I think I kind of copy your style when we mm-hmm. roast. But my, my version of roasting is more George's where it's like, it's just sort of like mean comments, <laughs> you know, like, it's just sort of like comments that you're like, that's just mean. Um, and, and so, and I, I just am not good at like that. I'm not good at that version of roasting where you're like, oh, you really read me. And that's funny. And I, more, it's more like, I remember like one time we were, I was doing a roast with this guy mm-hmm. and he had a cough and he would cough all the time. And so I was like, you know, your cough is like, you should really get your cough looked at. It's probably cancer. And the guy was like, that's actually a fear that I have. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like, you know, that was like my roast. Well, don't you think to get in the weeds a little bit into the comedy weeds is that a lot of times with good roast jokes is that you're paying them a compliment, but you're really not. Yes. So, uh, like for, I, I've been, I was actually toying around with my head in my head, uh, before we did this about what would be like roast jokes I would have written for the girls, you know? Yeah. And one of them for Ross would have been, you know, um, you know, Ross, Ma- uh, Ross Matthews is here, everybody. Wow. What a career he's had. You know, he started out as Jay Leno's intern. Now he's gone all the way to Carson Kressley's intern, you know, and, <laughs> um, and I, it, it needs to be crafted better, but something along those lines. Also, Ross has a thing for Latino guys. You know, oh, wow. so I think okay. I would have gone with a, wing, a thing like you know Ross Matthews is here. He's fucked more Latinos than the Trump administration. You know, <laughs> they're building a wall around his ass right now as we speak. <laughs> you know, something you go in there, and then he also loves like Palm Springs. I don't, I don't have a Palm Springs joke there, but I think what you do is um, is some sort of like old gay men who go to Palm Springs to die. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what you, what you could do on that is make that as a, a backwards RuPaul joke. And so being like, you know, Ross Matthews here, we all know he loves Palm Springs, where all old faggots love to go and die. Uh, speaking of, RuPaul is here, you know, and so like something along those lines. That's but, funny. Like, yeah. But they, they all went for the same, like, he's a whore, which I don't think Ross is known as a whore and like his asshole. and stuff. It was like very, very cheap jokes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anyway, so are you ready to listen to this audio? Yes. Okay, so listen, the first one up that we're going to hear, I cut out any sort of extra stuff. So oh. all the confessionals, all the intros, not the intros, but the intro to the, the actual segment. Yes, Lori. I, I just want to make a, a, an addition just so people, because I don't think they're referenced that many times, but Dulce Sloan. Yeah, is the one is the guest judge, and she's a very funny comedian. Um, she's a correspondent on the Daily Show. Yeah, so she and and she there's like a reference to her at some point, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, so I don't, so people some some people ask if I knew Dulce. She's not L.A. based, right? I don't think so. Yeah, did you know her? Did you, they want to know if you worked with her or knew her? Gosh, you know, I can't remember. Um, I've seen some of her stand up, like. Uh, uh, like here and there but she's she's funny mm-hmm. but um i really i mean i like her on the on the uh the daily show and she also is the voice of 
Oh gosh, there's a a show that <clears throat> was created by the uh, Great North that was mm-hmm. created by the uh, creators of uh, or the writers of Bob's Burgers, and mm-hmm. it's she's the fiance of the of the one of the brothers on the show, and she's really funny on that. Yeah. So like I I like her work, but it's just I yeah I don't I mean I I honestly can't remember. So yeah. All right, well let's move on with the roast of Ross Matthews. The first one we're going to have up here is. Uh, Bosco, here we go. Welcome to the roast of the legendary Ross Matthews. Laura, before we start, if you need me to stop, just put your finger up. Uh, okay. And I'll stop it. Before we get started, I do want to take a moment and talk about myself. Oh. So last week I had the legendary honor to be told to go home by each and every one of my competitors. <laughs> Everyone on the panel. Yeah. And by RuPaul. I have been told to go home more times. So one of the that you're going to hear is I commented, speaking of things being concise and whatnot, is everything she just said right now, it should have been like, I, you know, I've been asked to go home. A bunch of, like, it should have been shorter because yes. it felt like the joke that she was doing here. We, it, it's a visual thing. So you guys didn't see it. And so uh, there's a big pause because she's like presenting everyone that asked her to go home. Yeah. But then I think it takes away from the actual punchlines that we're going to get to. Oh, yeah. Well, like this one, I feel like she gets a lot of credit for things that people do later that are people get slammed for. Yeah. You know, she gets credit for, you know, like she she her her punchlines are very long mm-hmm. and pe- nobody really calls her out for it. But other people get called out for it. But the, again, this is the this is the uh, the the uh, I guess the plus of being first yes. is that. Nobody, you you haven't seen other people yes, work, so yes. people are just waiting for you. You know, a hundred percent. All right, here we go. Times than Ross at white parties. <laughs> That's good. Do you know what a white party is? White party is a, a gay event where there's like people, like hot guys, go and dance. So he's saying that. Oh, okay. Ross is ugly. All right, here we go. They have that at uh, Dinah Shore too, I believe. Yeah, it's called the walking the red carpet. It's called the it's red called carpet. The, yeah, it's called the white party. Oh. Well, Lori, just so you know, that means something different from, you know. No, stop. (laughs) Stop. It's not, that's not why I want to go there. It's just, you just wear white. What kind of white party are you talking about? There's no hood there or anything like that, right? Oh my God, I'm not racist. I have been told to go home more times than Michelle every time she visits the UK. (laughs) That's a funny joke. Yeah, see, this is all funny. It's just that she took so long with the setup. Yes, exactly. But I will say she saves herself because right now you're seeing rapid fire. You're seeing her doing several jokes one after the other. Yeah. So she's kind of saving herself because even though she had a long setup, she's now have she now has I think she does two or three of them. Yeah. Uh and she so she has three jokes one right after so it's kind of it's kind of okay it evens out basically. Yeah. It's kind of okay that she took so long. Yeah. I have been told to go home more times than RuPaul when she tells her record company she has a new song. <laughs> I think that that joke's not that good. Because I it's mean, too long. Yeah, it's it, it's mostly just like she had to get RuPaul in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I understand the critiques. You're tired of the bras. You're tired of the corsets. You want to see versatility. I'll show you versatility when Willow passes a drug test. Oh, <laughs> I'll show you versatility when Georges wins an acting challenge <laughs> and passes a drug test. 
What are your thoughts on this? I have some thoughts on this. So the so here's the thing. There's two. The, I think Bosco. It was funny to the audience that he was going for, which is the which is the people in that room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that it translated to us, yes, sort of uh-huh. thing. So that I'm fine with yeah. because you see that the people on the show are laughing. So saying that I'll I'll do that when Willow Pill passes a drug test means nothing to me, mm-hmm. but clearly it's an inside joke or something that yeah. made Willow laugh, you know. So and I think that's the mark of a good roast joke is when you get the person you're roasting to laugh. Mm-hmm. So to me, that shows that Willow thought that was funny, right? And also, we don't know what they're talking about in the room, and they don't know what's going to make the edit. Yeah. So he may think, oh well, everyone's going to know what I'm talking about. But they just didn't – yeah, because you and I don't know – there's never really been discussed if Willow and Georges are big druggies. Yeah. But maybe it I has was, been discussed. The thing that saved him as far as – um was his callback. That's mm-hmm. what saved him because a callback actually really like – even if it makes no sense, we – people love patterns. Our brains respond to patterns. Yeah. So people love patterns. So when you, when you do a callback, it instills the pattern and that intent, that even without recognizing it, you go, Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. That's funny that they, so the fact that he did that callback of George's passes an acting challenge and gets passes a drug test, I thought was, was funny. Yeah. So. All right. Here we go. Oh. RuPaul, you are so old that when you say that you are verse, you mean you are both hunter and gatherer. <laughs> And Ross, the man of the hour. I don't think that joke was that good. Hour, the reason for the season. When you say that you are verse, no one believes you. <laughs> so this is, this, okay, here's the weird thing. I know it's coming. I've heard this three times. So when you say you're verse, no one believes you. The implication being, and this has to do with weird gay uh, prejudice, is that he's a bottom. Okay. Yeah, he's for, he's a forever bottom. Yeah. But then he goes on in the, ne- in the very next couple jokes to contradict himself. Here we go. But for real, I adore you. Ross is not a top. He's a blouse. Oh, it's just one joke. Well, a blouse in the gay lingo is a feminine top. So he's now saying he's... Did, first of all, did Ross ever claim to be a top? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's what? I think... I think the well, I I didn't know that a blouse is, has a different lingo in the gay world. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that he just meant like he was just saying it's the you know it's it's the female shirt sort of thing. So yeah. I was just saying like you're even less male because yeah. that was sort of a trope throughout this whole thing was that like he was a bottom, but also he's a woman. You know, <laughs> yes, which, which for like, some reason is seen as like a laughable joke. Which I mean, you know, you could be like, okay, that's that's unnecessarily funny. But, but yeah, so I, I kind, I thought that was kind of funny. He, look, I think he lend, ended very well. Mm-hmm. He ended on a very short, succinct joke. I think mm-hmm. we'll see, uh, going forward that there's maybe, I think at least one queen who I felt did well, but their ending joke wasn't so great. So then their whole set was sort of looked at like with more of a, a mic, microscope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I thought they did well. Now, I will say this. I think people are still thinking that going first place was tough. This is not tough. Yeah. This is, this is literally everybody. So like Joe was saying, the reason why normally it's tough to go first 
in a comedy competition or in a show is that not, not a lot of people are paying attention. This is when mm-hmm. people are getting their drinks, they're getting their food, they're, you know, settling in, that kind of stuff. This is not normally when people are paying attention. However, everybody was paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was was there ready for a show. Mm-hmm. So to, in in actuality to go up first is a pretty pretty sweet spot because people are ready for comedy mm-hmm. and they're blank slates that they, they have not yet seen anything. So they have nothing to compare to. Yeah. So I yeah. will say this. Though, I just thought about this is this is a tough room to play because there's no audience. You're, you're basically only sitting in front of the people you're roasting and that's it. Well, that's another thing <laughs> is that, you know, this is another thing that's kind of, I feel like it's kind of um, tough for them is that, they, in my opinion, this mm-hmm. could be, this could not be true. In my opinion, they already have in their heads who they're thinking of getting rid of this week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So their laughter is going to dictate who does well and who doesn't do well. So you could kind of make a claim to say, oh, well, they didn't laugh at these jokes because they didn't want that person to do, even if those jokes are set punchline actually, you know, funny. Yeah. Then, you know, they could say like, oh, I'm it's sort of like, in my opinion, it's sort of like how the Snatch Game was where, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the jokes weren't that great, but also they were giving them nothing. Mm-hmm. They were giving them absolutely no, like, emphasis or any kind of, like, help as mm-hmm. far as, like, to say what's, and I feel like they genuinely did that because they wanted it to be, they wanted it to be, like, where no, almost nobody was, you know, um, doing well and then i felt like that gave deja a a false sense of comedy Mm -hmm. that she then took into this terrible roast set that she did i want to address something i think someone mentioned the chat room well they just said that bosco goes by she they i I think we may have misgendered her i'm sorry so oh uh, we'll we'll do better i I referred to her i thought i thought i referred to her as she i usually default to she but maybe i didn't all right here we go I'm going to go ahead and bring on our next girl. If you hated my corsets, I'm sure you're going to love her swimsuits. <laughs> it's Georgia's. Yeah. Hi, you nasty bitches. You know, RuPaul, I thought I was going to be competing with succulent, decadent, gorgeous queens. Instead, I'm getting a linebacker, Lurch, and the Crimson Chin, bitch. <laughs> Um, I just felt like before we set this up, I thought, first off, I thought that this intro was, uh, this, this goes to a, a, a thing that I think is, uh, indicative of roasting. So there's two things I want, points I want to make. One is later on, we find out in the episode that Georgia says that, uh, RuPaul asked Georgia if she ever, if she had any fun and Georgia says no. She said mm-hmm. from the minute they called yeah. her name, she didn't want, she wanted it to be over with. Mm-hmm. And I think you can feel that. I think you can feel that she's uber nervous. Mm-hmm. That she's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that she doesn't want to be there, right? So that I feel awful for her, but I just I think that goes into this. The second thing is that we noticed that Bosco when Bosco went up, the first thing she did really was make fun of herself. And I think that is a big thing with roasting. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that you need to make fun of yourself, but you want to put everybody at ease with who you are. You want to show that you're having fun, that you you're enjoying being here. And to immediately start off 
with, you know, I thought I was going to get some classy perform, but now I got these like crusty ass bitches, I think kind of puts a tone of like, oh, she's like not really excited to be here. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really want to be here. She's not having fun. So it, it doesn't really like, it doesn't, you don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. The whole point of roasting is for the audience to feel safe to laugh mm-hmm. and you don't feel safe to laugh. So that's, that's my point. All right. Very good. I, I, I said this in the, on the main show, but I'll say it now is that I don't think that this joke is that bad. I feel that they kind of fuck her over, especially in this whole routine <clears throat> with sound editing. So you'll, you'll hear it. Speaking of linebackers. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> So this is more of a visual thing here. She's kind of flipping her hair and going, ha, ha, ha. I think that there's laughter in the room and she's just waiting for the laughter to die down, but they've edited the laughter out because they all have. Oh, you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird thing. No one would do that in real life. You know? Well, I, cause I just thought it was, she was nervous. I thought she, cause she, there are a couple of times where she messes up her words. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe that was just her messing up her words and she just was trying to reset. They could have moved so that, it, but the, the sense I got was that she's waiting for the laughs to die down and she's just, you know, killing time. And then they just took the laughs out. <laughs> um, I just want to say, it's so crazy to think that your plastic surgery is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> not a bad joke. I don't know if it's set up correctly, but it's not a bad joke. All right. Can we hear what Michelle Visage says right after this? I don't know. Let's see. We'll see. I didn't have any, but okay. <laughs> she says, I didn't have any. I didn't okay. have any, but Okay. Bull shit. Uh-huh. Bull fucking shit. Like, I, this is the thing. If I, uh, this is the one part where I was like, I wish Georges was more confident because I feel like she could have played with that. You know, yeah. like the fact that freaking Michelle Versage is so freaking, uh, you know, insecure that she has to call out that she did never had plastic surgery when it's like, bitch, you're a plastic surgery. Cu- you know what dream or i would have been like right bitch and i'm straight you know or yes exactly or if i was laurie like right bitch and i'm not racist and stop it (laughs) son of a bitch and uh yeah or if it was you i would have been like right bitch and i don't uh groom young men Yeah, so I (laughs) So I think that um yeah, I I don't feel like uh she did badly. I don't feel like she did badly. I just feel like she was you could tell she was definitely nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah. So Yeah, all right, here we go. I just also want to say, RuPaul, it is so crazy that I known about you ever since I was in diapers. Now you're the one in diapers. Not a horrible trot joke. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> I could smell it, girl. I could smell it. I mean, they're 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 letting her hang, but I don't think it's that bad. It's not bad. It's just the way that she said it was yes. disjointed. True. Now the most nastiest bitch of the hour, Miss Ross Matthews. Hello, it is good morning. Hey, hey. Oh my God, you're so gay that your ass sounds like a turkey. I think she messed up. I think she messed up on this joke because the joke makes no sense. I think what the joke is: you're so gay that when you fart, your asshole sounds like a turkey. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star and I were like, it, it was like, um, oh, what's that term? It was like, it was like, it came out of nowhere. It was like two different 
sentences that mm-hmm. were put together. We were like, this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good to see you lose all that weight. How's the baby? <laughs> Not a bad joke. No, and didn't they? Didn't somebody else try that joke when they were doing Michelle Visage and Dulce Sloan? I think it was George's. Wasn't it George's? Oh, that was George's. Yeah, but she was going to say, you lost all that weight and the baby. And the baby, yeah. And they thought that she was... um, (laughs) Talking about miscarriages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which actually would have been a funny joke. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was a lot funnier, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost so absurd. Good job on losing all that weight and the baby. And the baby, yeah. (laughs) This is like... I just want to bring on to the next stage. I mean, I just want to bring. I just want to. Bring- I don't think it's that big of a deal, but they may had to put it in to make her seem like worse than she was. Well, also she got such a short edit. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Bosco went on for so long. Yeah. Bring to the stage the gremlin of the season, Mr. Willow Pill. Thank y'all very much. It's funny, and we're bringing on Willow Pill right now. But I've heard this now two more times since the sh- we recorded this thing and i was like oh, i never thought about the amount of time she's i'm gonna time it actually i'm gonna actually let it go through the whole thing to Lori. i'm gonna time it okay first of all for the most part she does really well but i was like oh she is she should have won but you're saying we didn't see the whole thing and you're thinking they took the yeah. bad jokes out all right here we go so i I'm think st- i think they wanted her to do i don't think they wanted her to win but i think they wanted her to do well yeah so they took all the jokes out all right here we go but- Everybody give it up for Georges. Yeah. She really tried her darndest. <laughs> you know, the judges are always saying Georges was born for drag. She's also going to die for it because <laughs> RuPaul's going to sacrifice her for seven more years of life. <laughs> okay. All that's going to be left is the world's tiniest sequin bra. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think what I love most about the cast is the diversity. We have Bosco. Who looks like the child of Kurt and Courtney. Daya, who looks like the child of Ozzy and Sharon. And we have Camden, who looks like the child of a brother and sister. (laughs) (laughs) But enough about these hooligans. I want to talk about these judges. Michelle, you pride yourself on being a singer, an actor, and a dancer. And only three of those are a lie. On to the man of the hour, Carson Kressley's arch nemesis, Ross Matthews. That's me. Truly, you are a very, very handsome lesbian. (laughs) It took me about five years to realize you and Fortune Feimster were different people. (laughs) That's my roast, but I'm going to bring up our next guest. So she went a minute ten. Yeah, that was... I mean, if you think about it, that was way less than Bosco. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll see. If there's another one that went long, well, I'll let, let me know. But um, uh, but I thought that those jokes were pretty solid. I'm not going to lie. I don't think there was a really bad joke in the bunch. No, I thought the setups could have been shorter. But, yeah. I mean, you could critique to heaven anybody's jokes. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a good, yeah, this is a good roast. Yeah, here we go. Let's move on. She combines the grace of Diana Ross and the beauty of Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Give it up for Angeria. Okay, Angeria, we're going to get an Angeria. And um, one thing I'll say about Angeria is something that... We'll talk about comedy after the Angeria, but let's, let's get into it. Well, I, feel like, 
I feel like they did Angeria dirty. I oh, feel like do? she did the best. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, so we're going to have some good analysis here. All right. Well, now that nap time is over, I'm here to do what I do best. And that's read a bitch. Oh. Not a bad opening. All right. Now, wait a minute. Now, let's start with our beautiful panel of judges. Mama Rue, in drag, you are like the supermodel of the world. But out of drag, you are like the superintendent of schools. <laughs> Not a bad setup, actually. Not a, a pretty, pretty good joke. No. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Big half the time, I don't know whether I'm about to get eliminated or expelled. <laughs> Michelle Visage, the inspiration behind the invention, commonly known as the glory hole. <laughs> because men would rather look at a blank wall than your face. <laughs> and the d- Not a bad joke. So here's the thing. Here's what I like about um, Angeria. Two things. One, she um, she started out introducing herself, which mm-hmm. I think is always a plus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's always good. I think that's why Willow and jo- Georges, I think that's why Willow just did okay mm-hmm. and Georges struggled because they did not uh, introduce herself. And like I said, it doesn't have to be long. You just have to come out and say, you know, like she said, now that nap time's over, I'm going to do what I do best, read bitches. Mm-hmm. That's great, right? You're already on her side. Mm-hmm. The second thing, she had callbacks and she had um, tags to all of her jokes. Mm-hmm. So even if her jo- her first joke wasn't like strong, mm-hmm. her call her tags were very strong. Okay. Diet version of Lizzo herself. Oh. It's Dulce Slow, baby. <laughs> baby, how you feeling? Okay as hell. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite joke. This is my favorite joke. The Lizzo joke? Yeah. Well, she's the only one to actually roast Dulce Sloan. She is. And she did great. I thought this was, this was great. This is a great joke. I don't understand why they're saying that her jokes are not funny. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very funny. Yeah. We are all here tonight to honor one man. Well, unfortunately, that man was unavailable, so we got a woman instead. (laughs) If you were on drag... I think it's a kind of controversial joke to make. Yeah. Also, it's long. It's the first time that she's done a longer setup Mm -hmm. to a joke. Drag race. I am pretty sure you would be the lip sync assassin of your season. Because you are no stranger to bottoming weekly. <laughs> but no, Not a bad joke. No, seriously. But one thing is coming from that old gay trope that bottoming is something to be make fun of and bad. But that's roasting. Yeah. You know, sometimes roasting, you've got to make no, fun I'm, of things that. Yeah. You know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'd probably make the same joke, but I'm just saying it's interesting for that they're taking this rant, this slant. You are the only man that I know. That masturbates to Lifetime Movie Network. <laughs> I don't know if I get that joke. See, this one isn't great. This is mm-hmm. the one where I think that this is what hurt her. She should have switched the jokes. She should have had that joke go first with when roasting Ross Matthews and mm-hmm. the joke about the um, what you call the the uh being a lip sync assassin go last because you want to you always want even no matter what you're doing in mm-hmm. in stand up. You always want to start with your best joke and end with your second best joke. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think what it is, I just analyze it in my head, is that 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 actual joke that she's the only gay, he's the only gay man that uh, masturbates a lifetime. It's a premise that's waiting for an act out. 
So we have a half a joke, essentially. We have well, Ross Matthews is yeah. the only man I know that masturbates a lifetime. Boom. Here's the act out. Well, and you see it in the thing. They cut to, I believe, Willow or maybe Bosco. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back. To Bosco saying that she's not telling jokes, but that she's delivering them like they're jokes, which is total falsehood. Mm-hmm. And then you cut back and she's doing something where she says like, you know, like soap opera shit or something oh, like that. Here. And it's, you're it's like, gonna, it's going to cut. I only cut the thing. Don't judge me. <laughs> the soap operas and <laughs> So the worst case scenario is that either you're cut in the middle of her punchline, but it still wouldn't help, or she did an act that we never saw it. She did, yeah. So I legit think because she's had she's had tags to mm-hmm. every one of her bits. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind it kind of did her dirty, where they took out that tag. Maybe it wasn't good, or maybe mm-hmm. it was good, and they took it out. So they kind of cut her joke in half. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So right. she ended. But she was the strongest one. I will say she. I thought she was the strong. She had, she had set up punchline tag in mm-hmm. every joke, mm-hmm. and that is hard. I thought that was very good. And her, yeah, her delivery was very boisterous. Her delivery was like more seen, like you could say, like a uh, Kevin Hart or mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, um, oh, what that Maniscalco? What oh, Sebastian, Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah, yeah. Very vibrato y, where, mm-hmm. you know, you have more, if you have more story or you have less, like, um, more observation and less joke, you, you kind of have, you have to have more of a vibrato when you're telling your joke. Mm-hmm. So then that way people know that it's like, it's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that her jokes were not, were, were not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes people take that, the, that confidence and that laughing, laughing at your own jokes as like oh those jokes aren't good that's why you're doing it no no mm-hmm. no you can have both mm-hmm. okay Lori, uh why don't we stop right there we finished okay. half the comics or half the queens and when we okay. come back we'll talk about the rest of the queens we'll be back right after this <laughs> Let's get back into the roast of Ross. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> the roast of Ross Matthews. Uh, let's see who's next. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Fester. <laughs> you know, I am terrified. I've never done a roast before, but so Diabetti is doing something that I used to fall into, and I don't know. I think this is more like a. I don't want to say. You know, it could just be anybody, but I think this is more of a white person thing mm-hmm. where you lower the bar so then that way you can exceed it. So, like, you go up. I used to have this bit that I would do for like years mm-hmm. where I would say that this is my first time doing stand up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was because you want to lower the bar so that way people go, oh, this is your first time. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be funny. And then yeah. you do well and you're like, well, compared to what I thought, you did really well. Okay. So I think she's saying I'm terrified because she wants people to be like, oh, she's really scared. So she might not do well. And then she's going to do well. Mm-hmm. She's going to do good. And then people are like, well, from what I thought, mm-hmm. you did really well. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. 
Dulce did give me some really good advice before we got started. It's really all about creating jokes centered around people that you respect the most. I was like, well, I'm definitely in trouble then. <laughs> so this is a running thing with Daya is that she's taking way too, there's too much setup. And there's no real punchline at no. the end. I mean, again, to be honest with you, what they said about uh, Angeria is what Diabetti is doing. Yeah. Diabetti is making it seem like her stand- her punchlines are funny, and they're not. They're just mm-hmm. more sad observations. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Although I don't really consider myself the funniest girl here, I am very happy to be here in front of you all tonight. I want you all to take a look at Michelle Visage over here. Look at her beautiful hair. The stunning makeup. Now, this is what a man in a wig is supposed to look like, okay? (laughs) They gave too much laughter to that joke. I don't think that joke is that good. No, and also, I know that they did because a lot of times with roast jokes, hearing it for the first time is actually a pretty big deal because Mm -hmm. you you don't want to... Because it's the surprise mm-hmm. that kind of takes people. You know, you always want to ha- sort of have a turn. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you want to set it up like it's going to be a compliment, but then you find out it's not a compliment sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you hear it twice, it loses its luster. So we've mm-hmm. heard that joke twice Yeah. now. And so the fact that they're laughing harder this time than the last time, it tells me that, yeah, they, they I think they wanted to seem like they like that joke. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, real roasting you is probably the the most difficult thing, you know, just because I admire you so much. I think you were just so successful. I think it's really easy to roast Rue. Well, hell, you had a podcast that always made people smile. Is that a joke? I think the problem that some people have with roasting is they don't want to come off as mean. Mm-hmm. So I think they try and double down on the compliments. But in actuality... What that's doing is it's just going, okay, get to the punchline. Yeah. Like everybody, we know what a roast is, you know? Like if you walked up and you were going to do a, a stand-up show and it was like, um, you know, it was like, we're just doing stand-up about broccoli or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know that the stand-up joke, you know the jokes are going to be about broccoli. So mm-hmm. if you get, if somebody gets up there and goes, I don't like to eat it, I don't like to look at it. I don't like to do, you're like, get to the fucking punchline, yeah. dude. We get that you don't like broccoli, you know? So it's like, that's, I think what she's doing is she's trying to be like, Hey, don't get mad at me for, for making fun of you. I really do like you. I really, you know, it's like, she's try, almost trying to tell Rue and the audience without actually saying it that like, please don't hate me for this. Yeah. You know, like I have to do this. You have a TV show that constantly makes people laugh. You have a music career that makes people go. <laughs> that wasn't that that punchline wasn't worth the setup. But you know, Not we all. are all here tonight for a reason. Oh, that was her closer, I think. Ross, you are so oh, gay. No, Your favorite candy is prep, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you truly are a staple of this show, and you are definitely one of my top. Four favorite judges here. <laughs> Let me introduce you to our next. Yeah. It was... Now, what is prep? I think I, I think <clears throat> I've heard of it before, but I'm not 100 percent sure what it is. Yeah, prep is a medication that is. It's essentially like a medication condom. So if you're a gay man who has a lot of, 
I mean, the smart thing to do is to use protection and use prep. But if you are a gay man who doesn't want to use protection or whatever, you can take prep. And it actually has a very, 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 very high effective rate against it preventing. I mean, uh, 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 I won't say against preventing. A high effective uh, efficacy rate of preventing HIV transmission. Really? For a long time, it was like 100%. They've had a couple of breakout cases, you know? But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really the closest thing we have currently to a vaccine. Okay, here we go. But I think it's technically not a vaccine. It's essentially, it protects you from, if, I think it prevents like the, I don't want to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Guess she was conceived in a car going 80 miles per hour during, down the interstate because that's where most accidents happen. <laughs> it's Deja Sky. Again, that was a long way to go for that joke. Well, hello, everyone. Deja Sky, I'm going to have a lot to say about this one. Oh, my goodness. Um, can I just say that my girlfriend, I feel like, really put a button on Deja Sky where she was walking down the runway and she goes, Deja Sky's just sad. <laughs> no, there is <laughs> a like, sadness yep. about Deja Sky. You're right. No, that's 100% true. Everybody, give it up for Miss Daya Betty. Yeah. Now, I will say, Daya looks like what a five-year-old would draw if you asked them to draw Bigfoot. Is there a way to fix Lori shaking her head? Is there a way to fix that joke? Um, I think so. I think it's more. It's it, first off, it's the logic of the joke, mm-hmm. right? We'll get into this with other with another queen mm-hmm. who has a joke where I'm like, the logic doesn't make sense. So the logic of the joke is, why are you asking a five year old to draw Bigfoot? Yeah, you know. So I think in reality what you would want to do is you would say like and i don't know if this is funny but you would want to say more like my five-year-old niece drew a picture of daya um and it's now you know it's now in a museum um because everybody thinks it's bigfoot or something like that oh, like people think it's the next sighting of bigfoot or well something. i think the tricky thing is that when i think of bigfoot i think of tall okay diabetes tall but I also think of Harry and Diabetes yeah. bald and I've never really seen her have really any hair at all. Yeah. Also, I will say that like one thing about that joke that I feel like really kneecaps Deja mm-hmm. is not just that it's not funny and it, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But I think it also goes to show that Deja doesn't really like Diabetes, right? Yeah. And again, the purpose of a roast is you want people to think that you like them, and but you're just making fun of them. So, again, the audience needs to feel safe to laugh. So, like, for example, everybody, like, we say horrible things to each other, right? But it's because mm, everybody knows. things about you, but okay. It's because everybody knows that we're best friends, mm, right? So everyone know knows true. that, like, we are, like, two peas in a pod, mm, and we hang out all the time, and we're super best friends. true. Okay. Um, right. And so that's why it's comfortable for people to laugh when I say that you are the fattest person <laughs> in the world, and I hope you die of AIDS. Um, I hope prep is doesn't work for you and Uh you are the only case where it's like you know what he was too fat for prep to work Mm -hmm. that's what we figured out um no but what i'm saying is is like the that's that's sort of like 
that's sort of what people need to feel comfortable. So if you're attacking, like, it's almost like you're, he's attacking Daya. Yeah. So it's like, if you're attacking, like, that's sort of like we were calling out those, the, the jokes for that were kind of sexist, right? Mm-hmm. But it was under the guise of like, oh, it's just a funny joke and, and they don't really believe it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's funny to laugh. But mm-hmm. if we thought that they really did believe it, then it wouldn't be funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest with you, that's why I think Louis C.K. is no longer funny. Because he used to tell these really really like j- harsh jokes mm-hmm. and um he like but it was under the guise of like oh he's like a he's a g- nice guy he's a mm-hmm. good guy he like this is just a joke now that we know this he's not a nice guy he's not a good guy they're not funny so that's why i think that there's a difference so Deja sort of kneecaps herself because she starts herself off kind of being a bitch to Daya, which mm-hmm. look, I mean, maybe she had it coming, but it was a bad joke. It didn't, it wasn't funny. It didn't make sense. And it kind of really set the tone of like, oh, Di- Deja just thinks she's better than everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's not, this is not a roast now. This is yeah. more Deja being a bitch to people. Okay, let's move on. By the way, I was working while you were doing that long speech. I was working on my own version of that joke. I think the version I would do. Now, by the way, this is in my head. I never wrote it down, so I couldn't craft it correctly. It would be. I always do like the oh Deja Sky. I I I like the roast approach. Like you're welcoming people to the roast. So like Deja Sky is here, everyone. Not I'm sorry, Deja Sky. Diabetes here, everyone. Applause. Diabetes looks like uh, the police. Every police sketch of Slenderman. I think it's a kind of version of that joke. You know, um, yeah, that's a good version. Or diabetes looks like that Magic Mountain guy. It, like if you really the Magic Mountain guy, I just wouldn't do Bigfoot. You know, or a big foot. Yeah. What does that mean? That he has a big foot. So that's the thing that <laughs> that's the thing that makes no sense to me. That's the tag that she adds on, right? Which totally cuts her joke because now it's like, wait a second. Do you not know about the folklore of Bigfoot? Do you think that Bigfoot is just a Bigfoot? Like, what What are you trying to say? Like, it made no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. Here we go. That's very much diabetic. <laughs> now, huh? speaking of big things, what's the difference between my padding and Bosco's big ego? Oh, my God. Well, why would we know anything about di- about Deja's padding? I don't know. My padding can clear a doorway. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and do we know that Bosco has a big ego? I guess last episode. Just kidding. Not really. But that actually speaks to what you're. This is not coming from a place of love. This is coming from a a, a mean place that she thinks she's better. Than yeah, that's yeah. the that's the thing. Is like. So here's here's another backstory to mm-hmm. I think this um I mean I'm assuming that everyone's seen the episode mm-hmm. but another um sort of filter on this that makes it even less funny mm-hmm. is that Deja did these jokes in front of Dolce Sloan and uh Michelle Visage which you know you could argue that Michelle Visage is not like a comedy queen mm-hmm. and yada 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 but Dolce Sloan has a comedy background right mm-hmm. and they both genuinely were saying these jokes are not funny they make no sense you need to rework them yeah. and deja goes ah that no they're funny 
I'm just going to tell him like it is. And, yeah. and so to me, it's showing her hubris. So she, remember, she was the only person who really got laughs during Snatch Game. And yeah. I legit think she fell back on that and said, I know it's funny. I'm the only person who did well during Snatch Game. Which I still think that that was rigged in her favor, but okay. Oh, for sure. I mean, legitimately, she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. like 47 times, yeah. you know? After the fourth time, it's like, we get it. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you guys. Michelle, you are a dirty, dirty woman. Okay, now there's a joke coming here, and I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. And I only say that because she hasn't washed her vagina since season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now what? Your thoughts? What happened season four? Nothing. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just wondering maybe she had an affair or something. No, the only thing I think of maybe is Deja's making a mistake, and Michelle's first season was season three. But I don't know. I don't know why season four. Oh, maybe season four she became a official judge. No, she was an official judge in season three. Oh. Yeah, I. Again, these are just not the, the I would say well, I'm going to change it. This is not I am not like Georges. I'm like Deja. Mm-hmm. These are just mean comments. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to say really is funny. It's one thing to like I I think that the Michelle as a horror jokes are played out. But it's another thing to actually say her she has a dirty vagina. You know. Which, you know, in a roast, that's fine, but you have to you have to do. I think, honestly, an act out would have done okay. Yeah, you're right. What's something nice that I can say about Michelle that already hasn't been said by the L.A. Rams <laughs> or the Clippers <laughs> or the Lakers? Damn. She's a whore. <laughs> I don't think you needed that. She's a whore part. We got it. I honestly felt like they just kind of gave her that. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and that leads me to the queen of the hour, Mrs. Ross Matthews. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> What's the bow, 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 bow? is that a um a reference to a snatch game character? It's a Vuvuzela. Oh, okay. <laughs> now Ross, I personally love your voice, but sometimes it gets so high pitched I'm almost certain only dogs can hear it. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, that's a setup with no. It needs an act out. The act. Well, that was the act out. Was the barking, which oh. made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the awkward laughing at her own jokes. Now it's weird, yeah. and I don't understand this, but I am in full drag, and for some reason I look more masculine than you. Ooh. I don't get it. It's the flannel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's See, also yeah. Go ahead. That okay? That killed her. Because you never want to posit a scenario or a question mm-hmm. that somebody else could answer for you. Yeah. Like, throwing that out there was so weird. It was lazy, really. Mm-hmm. Saying, somehow I look more... You Make it a statement. Make yeah. it a fucking statement. And yeah. say, I look more masculine than you. Yeah. Don't go, somehow I look more masculine. I don't know why. Because, look... You're going to have somebody who's going to shout it out. And then mm-hmm. they're going to kill because yeah. you're doing so badly. Yeah. And then that's going to totally ruin everything. That's, that's what, so, and, and then you're going to hear right now, she does another rookie mistake. She calls out that she's doing badly. 
Yes. Uh, here she go. <laughs> Tell another one. I'm bombing up here. Hey. <laughs> well, my time is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. When you have to inter- farm out jokes. That's not good. Yeah. Introduce our next entertainer. Now, this queen needs no introduction. <laughs> I know this joke is. That's like funny in like a high school thing. So this, the only, I would say the only reason why it was funny was it was in line with the awkwardness that was her set. Mm-hmm. So it was like this, this queen needs no introduction. And you're like, Oh, is she going to walk? Oh yeah. Okay. Of course she's going to walk off stage because she's an awkward <laughs> bitch, you know? <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up with, uh, Lady Camden. Hello everyone. Thanks. That was over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, funny thing, making fun of the yeah, yeah. But the other thing I'll say is, uh, right off the bat, and I talked about this over on the regular show, so I'll give you more of the of the talking point here, Lori. But initially here is that, like, she actually does pretty well, and then she just dies with that last joke, which is not good. All right, here we go. <laughs> the Muppets are here! Yes! A bunch of ugly monsters who only come to life when there is a hand up their ass. <laughs> I'm excited for tonight's runway. Georges will be wearing a headband as a dress, and RuPaul will be telling her that she is a superstar. <laughs> yes. So this, and I think there's another joke that comes after this. It's almost kind of like Deja, where it doesn't have the meanness, but you can tell it's coming from a real place. It's not coming from a joking yes. place. It's coming from like, a, I really feel this. Where it's, that's fine mm-hmm. because, you know, it's sort of like Bosco's like Willow pill needs to pass a drug test sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's more inside baseball. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's like a fun statement or like something like an, a fun observation, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, it's not sustainable unless you add like a tag or a, a, a callback to it. But you know, I genuinely actually think that Deja doing so poorly saved Lady Camden because I think if Deja had done well, Lady Camden would be the the worst one. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Can't wait for you to superstar your way out of this roast, bitch. Damn. Oh, my God. Enough about them. I'm in front of Gay Mount Rushmore tonight. (laughs) Yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. But Michelle's a whore. (laughs) I don't know why. That makes no sense. (laughs) It, it, honestly, I think they just wanted it to be over with. Well, it's also the joke like, makes no sense. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. You don't know who you are? You don't know who's there? Yeah. You set up the joke. You were the one that did the knock, knock. Like, what, what, what? We'll, we'll do it like it was in real life. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. Like, what? I, uh, I, what? <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know who uh, I am. I'm calling the police. You're a whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you can come in. Michelle actually translates to beautiful, and Visage translates to just kidding. <laughs> that's not bad. See, that's, that's okay. I think she should have done that joke instead of the knock-knock joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ross. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but you represent the bottoms and the bottoms of the week. <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> Ross is- I would have liked for her to go and make fun of other queens, but you, you, again, like this is the power of editing. You don't know if she had, she, she did do that mm-hmm. and they just cut it out or if she really did just make fun of Michelle Visage and then move on to the, to yeah. Ross Matthews. Is a true Hollywood success story proof that you do not need a deep voice. You just need a deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's one of those, I'm not saying it's a bad joke, but it's like, I don't know if Ross Matthews is really known as like a male whore. Well, here's the thing. I also think that there's a little bit of a thing with this where I think that, I think that saying that Ross Matthews is a whore is actually kind of a compliment to him. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like saying he's a whore is like, oh, you're so fuckable that you get around town where I think, so I think that's one of the reasons why it's like, it's okay to joke about because it's like, it's like, oh, this, you know, it's almost like giving a compliment to them while making fun of them rather than saying like, oh, you're a lonely, sad game. (laughs) All right, here we go. You are so gay that when I shout hello into your ass, it echoes. Hello, hello, hello. And then it comes back. Hey, bitch. So this sounds okay. like a, yeah, it sounds like it's a street joke. Can we joke. unpack? Yeah. Can we unpack this joke? Because I was so confused with the logic of this joke. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this act out. Joe, take off your pants and open your asshole. Lori, I made uh, the same. I made the same point uh, on the main show. Kind of. I think I know where you're going. Where I said, "Well, why would you be talking into Ross's asshole? Why would you be saying hello?" Why would Ross's lady? Asshole? And also, how would that be? How would that be proof that he's so gay? To be okay, if we're gonna go real lo- logical with this, yeah. why is your asshole talking back at all? Like that, that I think I would go. Yeah. I would go on tour if yeah. I had a talking asshole. Even if it, I don't care if it's gay or straight. That's <laughs> like, why. I'm, that's why I think she took a gay street joke. And she turned it into this. So I don't think that, I think, I bet you in the original joke is, you know, like, Ross is such a whore that when you shout into his ass, which I don't know why you would, there's an echo or something like that, right? Or, yeah. um, and then the well, end. didn't they say in the, in the thing, didn't they, I don't know, I don't know who did this joke. So I feel like it's either Georges or Lady Camden, but didn't they, Dolce in, in, um, Cabana? Uh, Michelle, Michelle, yeah, Dolce and Cabana. Didn't they say that the joke would be better if you said, if you, uh, if, if his farts have a lisp? He's so mm-hmm. gay that his farts have a lisp or something. So it was like, it, that was, I feel like, a better joke. But this makes no sense. Why? So Lady Camden is, why is Lady Camden shouting into Ross's butthole? I don't get this. I don't know. And then it, it goes on with more things. So, so like more things, yeah. more things you're shouting into the butthole. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on here. <laughs> Every time I shout, I need relationship advice. And it comes back. Why would you shout? I need relationship advice into Ross's butthole. And every time, so every time, yeah, she's done this multiple yeah. times. <laughs> yes. She's shouting, yes. I need relationship advice. And then she got that response <laughs> and she came back. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. The, what was the, the punch oh, on here? Dump him, bitch. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So then it went, okay, hold on for a second. Hold on. We can actually do this here. I don't know. I'm wasting all this time on this stupid shit. Right? <laughs> stupid I mean, shit. honestly, though. If if an asshole talked back to you, wouldn't you be like, you gotta you gotta get that out to the masses? Mm-hmm. Like, if this is really Ross Matthews' butthole, don't keep it a secret. If your butthole is giving any kind of advice, mm-hmm. let it out. And like, also, how, how is you, it? Yeah. How do you approach Ross about that? Like, hey Ross, can I ask your butthole some questions? 
I mean, I'm just going to start doing that from now on. Hey, yeah. Joe, um, I, I'm actually, uh, Star and I just bought a, uh, like a grill that you put on your stove. Mm-hmm. So I want to, if you could pull your pants down, I want to talk to your butthole for a second about yeah. the best way oh, to cook okay, steaks go on ahead. that. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so Joe's butthole, um, so is there anything special I have to do? Cause I know it's not a real grill. So I just want to make sure that I'm not like, I'm, I, is there anything special I have to do to make it go, to make the, the steaks cook better? <laughs> I'm not hearing the clips by the no, way. I, I oh, you're not? No. Uh, you should, you should hear it. You, you don't hear this? No. Oh. This? Uh oh. Do you hear, do you hear this? No. How about this? <laughs> no, I don't hear it. Are you just playing clips of me saying no, stupid no, things? No, 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 But I think it's funny to go, do you hear this? And then you hear a fart. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. But that yeah, was, so anyway, yeah, the joke funny. is that his farts come back. All right. Well, oh, you know what? Because it could, oh, no, it's on the right thing. I don't know why you're not hearing it. But yeah, that joke that joke did not go well. I would say overall, I don't think Lady Camden's set was that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was. I, I mean, I I said it before. If De- the fact that Deja did so badly mm-hmm. really saved Lady Camden, yeah. Camden. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah, her her setup made no sense. I mean, it made less sense than the the joke, a similar joke that George's did, mm-hmm. where she said, "Your butt, your farts sound like a turkey." Like I could at least kind of see logic there. There was no logic for this joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's—it's almost done, but let's just play out the rest of the of the set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Every time I shout, "What is the meaning of life?" Into Ross's ass, it echoes in and it comes back out. It's Britney, bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> That's all I have time for today. Thank you all so much, and thank you for letting us destroy you completely tonight, Ross Matthews. We adore you. Mwah. Yeah. Thank you. Going back to your point, that raises the question: Why is she multiple for multiple occasions on multiple occasions asking Ross's ass the meaning of life? Yes, she's having full on. She's oh, not even full on conversations. She's she's asking like legitimate hard questions to Ross's butthole. Mm-hmm. Like she's treating the butthole like uh like a uh you know a fortune teller mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, and it's like. Why is Ross's butthole a fortune teller? Why are you asking these questions? Yeah. And I mean, does, because honestly, look, if it turns out that Ross's butthole gives advice, why aren't we all asking Ross's butthole questions? That's my bigger question. So, yeah, I didn't think it was very good. All right. Why don't we do this? All right. Well, Lori, well, thank you so much for doing this. Okay. What we're going to do is we're, you're going to hear, every, you're going to hear a, a, some music, but then many days will pass. And we're going to be talking about Drag Race Espana right after this. Okay, now we're back, and it's days later. This is days after we recorded the analysis of the roast. Days, days and days later. Now we are here with, of course, Christian Ochoa, who's looking very fresh, very new, very clean. Hi, Christian. Hola, cariño. How are you, Joe? I'm good. We're here to talk about Drag Race España, episode two. And who better to have it? We dropped the pelota last year. 
you know, because I didn't know how to do Drag Race Spain, but he is back, back, back again. Otra vez. Raul Martin is here with us. Hola. Hola, hola, hola. hola. Here to teach the children, to tell us what he thought about Drag Race España. Episode two, which uh, did, you, did you see this drama which Aja and and Chorizo May, Teresa May, and all this drama from this week? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aja, you know who, who was the girl? Was it Onyx who jumped from the from the box? I actually thought it was very similar to what Aja said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did in All so Stars. I haven't seen what Aja's original tweet was. Maybe someone on the Discord can put it there in the Drag Race España channel. But she said something, and the queens responded and, and rallied around whoever. It was. I think it was Onyx, right, in this episode? Diamante. And, oh, Diamante. Okay. And yeah, uh, Okay. And... Uh, they, you know, Theresa May was like, oh, you know, th- this is the best. This is Theresa May's opinion, and we'll get your guys' opinion in a second. But this, he, according to Theresa May, she said this was the greatest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race in the history of the show. And then some people were just jealous. Now, I will say, since then, and I know uh, Sagittaria uh, weighed in, but since then, they've all made up, they're all friends. And it all is—it's all good. The tea is done. The drama is done. You know, but uh, do, do, but let's start with Raúl first. He's back, back, back again. Raúl, in your opinion, was this the greatest episode of Drag Race ever in the history? Hold of on, show? when Charissa when Charissa says that, uh, she means because of that jump or the end? Just the whole show. Just the whole show. I mean, I think it's very strong. I think season one was great. Season two is very strong. I am obsessed with the cast. Mm-hmm. I think they're mm-hmm. all brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really entertaining. I'm just a little bored with the parts of the franchise that are like always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a sense, it's very refreshing. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if I am able to say that you know this is yeah. the best yeah. episode. I, I think the cast the cast is great. It I is great. Yeah. And this oh my god, this runway was insane. This runway was yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. I have the feeling Onyx is gonna kill it. Um. I really loved all the, you know, proposals, what everybody was bringing. Yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe, yeah. Now, Christian, what was you, Christian already gave me a preview on the phone, but what was your opinion, Christian, of this episode? I mean, if I were a Rue girl on another franchise, I would be shaking. I thought it was really cool that the season one chicks were like, I don't know what the fuck we would have done if we had to compete and do a talent show. Like, we'd be fucked. These girls ate. Every bitch fucking used up the stage. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody was really bad. Everybody. Um, I mean, I agree with that. Was every performance spectacular? Not necessarily. But none of them were shit. Where we've seen complete shit performances on, on the Drag Race franchise in the U.S. Have we not? Yeah. Yeah, but there were some that were pretty just Who was complete shit on Spain? I mean, not complete shit, but I feel like the painting. I'm sorry, I'm very bad with names. I don't yeah, me too. throw shade at anybody. Samantha. I can remember the name. The what? Who did the painting Samantha. thing? We have seen that. I mean, I loved the revealing, and it was a dick, and it was like fun. But I feel like we have seen that 
on Manila before. And I think the judges said that, that Manila Luzon had that, that, had that, that. And my other issue with this is that I feel a little poopy poison moment there where they mm-hmm. all know her. She's a girl that has been around for a while now. Everybody knows how comedic and how fun she is. And they tell her to her face. And this is my only problem with Spain, mm-hmm. drag race Spanish, is we know you, we know what you're capable of. So that, that we're going to save you week after week. And, and that bores me to death. Mm-hmm. And I hope it doesn't happen like it happened with Poopy Poison. There was a moment where Poopy had to go and they kept her there because they knew her. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting those vibes with Samantha and I don't like it. She is she was a fucking mess. The, both episodes, one and two. I think the same about Sharon winning, though, because I think that's the only reason why she won as well. Do I think she's talented? Absolutely. Her number was very low energy. I felt if we're going to be picky about what they chose to present for the talent show, we should be picky about like, "Mm," in comparison to everybody else, I was bored with her. And so not to take away from her talent as a vocalist, better than some of these bitches on Queen of the Universe, right? But... Um, I also think that's another thing about Spain. I heard that Sharon was actually in the running to be Supreme, like between her and Supreme to host España. So I, I feel like that's why they were like, okay, let's be PC and give Sharon, you know, her space. And she is a big deal. Mm. Have you guys talked about, um, Supreme at all? No, what happened? I don't know. I just feel like it's an upgrade. Season two, she feels more relaxed because she was. Oh tense. yeah, yeah. She does and, feel more and relaxed. also intense. She feels yeah. more relaxed and feels like f- everything flows a lot better. Yes. And I think they put her train. They put her training or a couch or something because the way she pronounced things in the English words is different. Like she says, "drag race" versus "drag races," which was like so <laughs> uh, crazy to me. But I'm still uh, with so you, I Raúl. I don't like the. Uh, the, what is it? Sachet de Vaz? Sachet de Vaz, yeah. I feel like they could have kept that, kept the whole thing. Same with, um, felicidad, felicidaciones. I don't understand how they say, it. you know, they try to say congratulations. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's like, girl, it's so forth that like, we don't need to translate these things if we don't say them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think the magic, the magic about the franchise is that they, it gets to, we get to see a drag that is very particular to that country like Holland, mm-hmm. Italy, France. So I don't need to do a whole translation when we have a, a million ways of saying this thing. Every time they say coño, every time they say the very specific things cracks me up because it's mm-hmm. very Spain and sometimes very Madrid, which is what I know more. Okay. So before we get into the episode, Raul, I'm glad you're here this week because Christian said something last week and you're from Spain. And so uh, you can weigh in here. He said something last mm-hmm. week. Uh, I'll let Christian respond first to this voicemail, but this voicemail addresses something Christian said last week. I think they'll explain in there. Christian can explain if they don't, and then we'll let you respond. Here we go. I don't even remember what this I said. This is J. Thomas here. Plank again. It's too bad it cut off the recording because oh. I went into this really... I mean, it was about... It. Uh, I did it backwards. Let me see if I can do it here. Here we go. I just wanted to clarify a couple of things. Hmm, maybe it's over here. Hispanic, little known fact, Hispanic refers only... I might be messing with why Christian and Robert are Spanish. Okay, I'm trying to find the beginning. I did it backwards. If you're in El Salvador, let me see here. It refers to this is a person who's Hispanic. Hispanic for yeah. Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Christian I do recall, Spanish. what did you say, Christian? Recall, if I do recall, 
the whole argument was like something about I didn't even I actually said I have a question. I think this is what it means. I am not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a anthropologist. Mm-hmm. So I said something about like Spanish from what my understanding is, is a language. So I wouldn't call Raul Spanish. I would call him Hispanic since his origin is of Spain. Right. You're right. There's a little bit more to it. Uh, and not that I'm an expert at all, but uh, Spanish is a language, but also a nationality. So Spaniard and Spanish is, a, is, is the same word. It but means would you call Spain. me Spanish being from Mexico? No, exactly. no, absolutely not. Okay, hold I on. Wouldn't call you, I wouldn't call you Hispanic either. Exactly. Hispanic just means that you speak the language. So that doesn't make you any type of ethnicity or race or anything at all. Hispanic okay. means you speak the language. That's why That's why Brazilians are... Latinx or Latine, but they are mm-hmm. not Hispanic because yeah. they don't speak Spanish. So right. that doesn't even, if that makes sense, when you fill a form in the United States and you have to check Hispanic, a lot of times it doesn't make any sense because yeah. what does that even mean? You're comparing any other race with somebody who speaks a language. So okay. I would call myself Spanish because I am from Spain. Mm-hmm. Spanish is what we speak, but um, dif- totally different than being Latine, Latinx, or Latino, Latina. Okay, I fixed the audio. Here we go. Now, Afterthought Land, this is J. Thomas Plank, a longtime patron, first-time pipe speaker. I just wanted to clarify something which came up on Alaska Thoughts during the discussion of Drag Race España. I think it was the April 1st episode. Uh, Christian was talking Spanish versus Hispanic. And uh, I just wanted to clarify a couple of things. You know, Christian was mostly right on the word Spanish when he said that it only refers to the language, but he left out that it's not only a noun, but also an adjective. And as an adjective, it refers to anyone anywhere in the world that speaks Spanish. So if you're in El Salvador, for example, la gente is speaking Spanish, those are Spanish people. That's why Christian and Robert are oh, Spanish, wait. and Joe, since you don't speak Spanish, you're Mexican. <laughs> There's a mix of things there. I don't, I don't agree with this uh, listener, even though uh-huh. I say hi. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel like Spanish is someone from Spain and the language. Okay. Um, but you, you, you wouldn't say that someone in Argentina is Spanish because they speak Spanish. They are well, Argentinian or Latino. If you ask someone in Argentina, though, they think they're Spanish. Here we go. Um, and Hispanic, little known fact, Hispanic refers only to the inhabitants of the island of Hispaniola. There's an island of Hispaniola? It's in the Caribbean. Oh, so um, essentially Haitians and Dominicans are Hispanic, but that's it. Uh, okay, great. Got that out of the way. Uh, now right. that that's cleared up, um, you know, I just wanted to give a heartfelt thank you to Joe Batanz. Oh, I uh, like Joe this guy. Doesn't, Get the love and respect that he deserves for yes. spending so many hours in service to podcasting, giving up his life to yes. bring joy to ours. And I know everyone plays favorites. Even Carol in Nova Scotia is playing favorites. Oh, this is J. Thomas Plank again. It's too bad it cut off the recording because I went into this really, I mean, it was about five oh, minutes of tribute to Joe. But um, I can't repeat it because I can't even remember what I said. It was just stream oh. of consciousness. Oh, uh, but anyway, I wanted to... I want everyone to know Christian is like so not interested because it's not about him. Send another message and just say, you know, in all seriousness, thank you guys for bringing joy to our lives on a daily basis. And that includes you, Christian, oh, and you, Raul. Basis. I love Welcome. Uh, 
Anyway, Patreon plug. I'm in the expensive tier. It's worth every penny. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Christian, do you want to respond? Christian was so not interested. He is cleaning his perfume bottles. And uh, do you want to weigh in there, Christian? I mean, I just don't like to waste time, as they already know, especially our conversation last night. Mm-hmm. What was that on? Rulaska thoughts as well? No, that was an expensive tier. So, you know, the bitches in the expensive tier know Christian really values time. So, you know, when I feel like I, I don't like to waste time, so I'm going to dust <laughs> while I'm listening to a white person tell me about myself. <laughs> okay, let's get to the show now. The show, let's talk about this reading challenge. Before we get to the talent oh. show, before we get to any, let's talk about this reading challenge. Already, Raul has his head in his hands. Raul, your thoughts on this reading challenge? It's just cringy and it's just not funny. Uh, but, but you know, I think this comes from the fact that we don't read us as American queens call mm-hmm. it. We, yeah, we have like jokes and comebacks, and I'm gonna, you know, um, tell you something in a funny way. But I don't think we have like a reading per se. Um, so when they try to adapt these jokes. And the structure of the jokes in the reading as they do in the American version, I think it just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. It just, I just find it cringy. I didn't laugh at any single joke they told in that well, section. I think part of the problem, too, is that in the U.S., they do the reading challenge at least halfway through it. When we've gotten to know the girls, we know their personalities, we know their names, we know everything. So when they make the joke, we can relate because we know Jasmine talks a lot. We know, you know, uh, Willow, we know her backstory. We know Carrie Colby's backstory. Here, I'm like, I don't know anything about these queens, right? So I don't know if I find it funny or not. I'm not even sure they know each other. Christian, what do you think? That's a great point. I agree with that point. Um, and yeah, I mean, it felt like they were just kind of being mean to each other, low key. Hmm, they weren't uh, really, yeah. There wasn't a lot of humor there. Exactly. It, wasn't, it didn't make any sense to, to do it in the second episode, and the jokes were not what we. Now, uh, we're going to get to, I, I want to tease this a little bit. And Raul didn't take notes. We're just having a conversation, but he might know, because I noticed him today. Uh, some inside Spanish things. I noticed. I, I feel like there was a lot of inside Spanish stuff on the stuff that the Javis were saying during the runway. And maybe you remember, maybe you don't. Who knows? Maybe it's something that comes to mind. This is not a, a full recap. But if there's anything you remember, Raul, you can weigh in later. But let's talk now about the talent show. The talent show. The first one, which was... Who was the first one again? Christian, you know, for some reason. Drags at last. That one I was gagged bitch and then when you saw how high her heels were the whole fucking time and then okay. she fucking is drops that the, the tiny one who jumps i'm so sorry Kristen. i, I don't know i don't know i'm with you Raul. i don't know who anybody is there was two girls who jumped drag sethlas oh, is drag volcan's daughter and she's the exactly. one who went first and she's the one yeah. who had like the satisfaction benny benassi number yeah so she is so canarias mm-hmm. um i i can I can totally see how she's Vulcano's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see the big platform mm-hmm. and that way of moving and feathers and very carnival, yeah. uh, that is Canarias. And they have a huge, I think I mentioned this on season one, but they have a huge drag festival every year. It's famous everywhere. Okay. Where they do this competition where they have to dance and there's different rounds and it's huge. And, Seriously, the, the costumes, the level of, of the queens is so huge. You can tell by the way they move. Yeah. 
when I, when a girl is from Canarias because mm-hmm. of that way of walking, that way of wearing those huge heels mm-hmm. on platforms. Canarias uh, are the islands. The islands in the south. That like, they, technically they are very close to Africa, but they, so like uh, Ibiza area. No, that is a no. that is a different set of island that is in the Mediterranean. Ah. So Ibiza is another island, but it's closer to Barcelona and Valencia. Mm. Those are called the Balearic or the Baleares uh, Islands. That is where Mallorca, Menorca, and Ibiza is. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Christian, were there any big moments from the talent show that you remember that you like that you want to talk about? Absolutely. I mean, the opening number was exceptional. I loved um, Estrella Extravaganza, I think. The mm-hmm. hamburger number was yes. so funny. Oh. I said, Joe could so never. Funny. He wishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so fucking cute. Porque, wait, so much personality, right? And mm-hmm. that is something that I really, really admire about the talent show or whenever the girls get to bring something out. I mean... I kind of agree. This was such a strong episode. Like, think of the talent show on season 14 and all the resources they spent on that just so we can watch homegirl jump rope in like a rhinestone long sleeve shirt. And <laughs> Carrie Colby's one of my favorite dolls, but girl, like that was, that was most of those name one performance that stood out to you in season 14 for the talent show. Name one. I forgot they had a talent show. Name one that you can remember. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to agree with the international dolls when they say, like, this what this show did shit on. It is one of the greatest fucking episodes of all time. You I don't think know this you is one it. of the greatest episodes of one all time. of them for if we're talking strictly about talent exhibition okay. in yeah. a traditional talent show setting. It's true that I know exactly who these girls are. Like, I know exactly. Um, it tells you who they are. A lady dressed in a hamburger doing a. Burlesque. I mean, it's it's so good in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like we know exactly what these girls are, and I mm-hmm. think that's funny. I want to know how they got these dancers to dance so well. Like, when did they rehearse with them? Like, those well, dance dancers. Were... Huh? Yeah, a lot of them had dancers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess production is for that. I don't know when how yeah. many days they have to film every, every episode. Yeah, but, I don't but know. It looks. Do we think it's better produced than the first season? Oh. A hundred percent. Remember when last year, last year they had like everything happening in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. They did have everything in the same room last year. You're right. But they did go to still, different rooms. You're right. It wasn't horrible. You know what I'm saying? The first season wasn't bad. No. It didn't feel like a budget no. production, you know? And then this season, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Look at what they could do with a little bit of money. And America yeah. has all the resources and it's just very McDonald's. Um, Joe mentioned this, I want to say on the recap feed last week, but he mentioned it feels like junk food. Season 14 feels like junk food, empty calories, not satisfying, not nutrition. Like, it's, it's, it's okay in the moment, but you don't savor it after that. And like España already two episodes in, I mean, I pretty much know every single girl's name. I can remember whatever they did. I don't. I mean, Onyx was the one that did the pregnancy alien number, which wasn't exceptional, but it was still aesthetically so much fun to watch. The Mm -hmm. original tracks were dope from all the girls. They said a lot. Jota Carajota was a bad bitch in that flamenco number fucking with the electric key guitar and 18 years old. So entertaining. Um, sick drag, sick look. Um, 
And then, yeah, the horror runway, like, none of them were really that bad. It's just in comparison to each other, they all set the bar really high, which was oh, really fucking Okay, cool. hold on for a second. Raul, have you said everything you want to say about the talent show, about the region? Are we, can we move on, or have you said? do you have other things to say? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have my favorites, and I have what I loved and what I didn't fully love. But, uh, yeah, that's Go. basically that. Which Did numbers were you not feeling? Yeah, which ones didn't you like? I was not feeling Marisa, which I kind of agree on her leaving. It was a little weak for me. And then the girl singing Tarantula. Yeah. Oh, Ariel yeah. Rec. But yeah. I am at the same time, I'm a sucker for everything weird and everything Marina could bring. Yes. Everything, everything Onyx, everything Diamante can bring. I the lost. opera, the one that... The um, opera was um, What's her name? The trans contestant who was or something. Jurichi. Yep. I love her accent. I love her accent. She has an accent of, um, you can tell that she was born in Spain, but she has that, um, European Frenchy type of way of speaking that Mm -hmm. I can listen forever. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with her. I love a French Spanish accent. That's sexy. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool too. Now, what about the runway? Christian, no, Raul might not know this. Christian hosts a show for us, his own show, mm-hmm. called Bring It to the Runway, where he talks fashion with his girl, Roberto Mata. We talk fashion and shit. Yeah. And not in that order. And uh, so, Christian, why don't you weigh in with some of your favorite looks? What, what are we feeling here on the Drag Race España looks? In terms of conceptually... Everybody had such fun concepts. I didn't feel like anything was super, like, obvious, and they did basic shit. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody did something that was pretty interesting to me. Um, I liked the voodoo doll. I thought that was cool. Oh, um, insane. And, yeah, I like... Oh, no, 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 no. I mix it, sorry, I mix it with, with Diamante, which is it was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Diamante was that bag man, right? Yeah, but like it's also a- kind of like a... Yeah, it was, like, very baggy, and it almost like a baggy type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Sick, in the burlap sack, right? Crazy exactly. volume, proportion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to talk about silhouette, impact, texture, mm-hmm. all of it. Y si dio miedo. Like, some of these bitches were fucking creepy. I was like, you guys can really pull yep. up in a fucking haunted house and shit. And then um, I actually don't know why they were making drag setlas feel like her look wasn't up to par. I thought the fucking wolf swallowing her was so fierce. Uh, All the crystal work on the inside of it. I mean, yeah, the garment wasn't like fucking couture, but like, dude, how are you going to say that's not impressive? It was still a very very cool concept too. I keep calling you. I'm so sorry, Christian. Uh, Very good, very good and cool concept for sure. I just feel like this type of fabric that is very shiny reads a little cheap, costumey. Like I, mm-hmm. I just bought it at the Halloween store, which nothing wrong with that. But for a drag race runway, I feel like it should be a little bit more elevated. And this is me having no idea of what is elevated or not. But that's how I felt. But I, but I, but the concept was insane. Yeah. Right, and even like the headpiece, all of it. I mean, yeah, maybe the dress wasn't like super exceptional but it was still so strong in my opinion um mm-hmm. what other runway looks did i really really like of course onyx like onyx. that parasite mm-hmm. super grand i mean if we do want to get nitpicky though 
it did look like it was spray painted with yellow, like highlighting and you could really see the airbrushing. But I mean, I appreciate the effort that it takes to bring something like that and to wear something like that. He even mentioned that it was hurting his back, you know, but I love that commitment to drag and the aesthetic, Mm -hmm. you know, it does take a lot of commitment to do drag and people don't realize how fucking hard it is even to look shitty in drag. It's fucking hard. And Mm -hmm. so I just really appreciate the nerve it does take to, you know, do all of the things. It's also cool that the theme was so broad that they could have done anything. Mm -hmm. And it feels that I I felt like, Oh my God, if this is episode two, Mm -hmm. what are they going to do in episode eight? Like if, if Onyx brings up that, arachnid type of you know creature to the runway on episode two what are you gonna do you know later on i'm so curious about this Mm -hmm. did you like onyx's fallen angel look from the first episode oh i did i loved it so do you know the story of that it's a, a statue there, right? It's a monument. It's a statue. Like, we have the, a park similar, what, we, what would be our central park is called Parque del Retiro, which is a little park, little, it's a big park in the middle of the city. And there's a statue there of the fallen angel, which is kind of a thing because it's supposed to be the evil, but not, nobody refers to it as an evil thing. Mm-hmm. It's always the falling angel. So it's one more angel that just happened to <laughs> fall from sky. Uh, so it's a very Madrid thing, even though it's never represented like, wow, like you don't know that if you go to Madrid, you never know these things are, are, at least you read about it. But the fact that he did the fallen angel was like so special. Yeah. See, drag can be simple and still have a lot of impact. And, yeah. um, I mean, just brilliant concept, obviously. I think it's just such a strong season already and it really should, you know, make the other contestants shake a little bit. And just because Aja totally. is the first person who did it on Drag Race doesn't mean she's the first person to jump off of a fucking box. Yeah, that's true. That's what um, some of the Laganja, points... Laganja, La, I was going to say Laganja did it better than anybody when she came to do as a, as a, um, lipstick. Mm-hmm. As a, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All right, very good. Now let's talk about bottom three top three i don't know names christian who is top who is bottom so i can remember and what is that about that lip sync so i do remember that the bottom was samantha and she went against ariel wreck and the other one that they put in the bottom was onyx Mm -hmm. but clearly they knew onyx was not gonna fucking lip sync like that runway are you kidding me um, and then the top three were Drag Seth Last, which was safe. Sharon, who won, she had the puppet number. Which is controversial, um, by the way. There's been controversy about the black puppet and also that she's done blackface in the past. But um, then there was a the whole thing that in Spain, they're not, with, maybe Raul, you can speak to this, but that they they don't have, I, not, not an apology, but they're just not as aware of it being a problem as they are in the U.S. Oh, there, there is absolutely a problem uh, with them not finding it problematic. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's a European thing, and yeah, and they should start realizing these things. It's it's hard to watch. I have no idea. Uh, Shannon had done that before. Yeah, yeah. This is all over Reddit, but so, so but share it one. But, but forget all that stuff. Do you think Sharon deserved the win, Christian? No, I oh. think they were being politically, like, I think they were trying to be, like, really nice to her and being like, oh, fuck, she was, 
she's like supreme number two, you know, mm-hmm. let's like try to, um, no, I thought her number was so low energy compared to, uh, Diamante yeah. and, um, Drag Seth Lass. I'm like, no, yeah. clearly. I think, um, Estrella Extravaganza honestly should have been in the top three instead of Sharon. I thought Sharon's number was safe, mm-hmm. but if you want to even talk about all the other vocalists, I thought Jurichi did way better. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the opera, bitch, you're going to say Sharon did better than her vocally? Yeah. Uh, Shonjo was just a little on the boring side. I agree with you. It's just very slow. Yeah, Jesse and cool, but but I, I had a lot more fun with Diamante, for example, when she mm-hmm. went to the tape, the judges' table, which I don't think I have seen before. Um, and the song was just fun and so energetic. And An original like song, too. Original. Yeah, I feel like she should have been the winner for me. Okay. Because also, as I mentioned before, it was probably my favorite runway. Yeah. So now let's talk about this lip sync. Uh, the lip sync again with the removing all the clothes and the wig and the hobbies were dot were just living for it. I was like, this is messy. This is a messy lip sync. I thought the other girl was giving a standard lip sync. I didn't understand what 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 did you think, uh, Raúl? Did you think the right person won the lip sync? No, I actually don't. Uh, nothing against Samantha, but I am not. I wasn't living for it. Yeah. Also, you're going to have, and this is not, sorry, but I wasn't here to yeah. talk about episode mm-hmm. one. So Go I ahead. have to t- say this. You have um, Gloria Trevi in your show. And yeah. you're going to be doing the gestures that she was doing. Do you oh, those? yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think they put a shot, a close up on, of Gloria doing like, I, I felt like it was a little disrespectful. I wouldn't have done that as a choice in front of Gloria Trevi that is like the yeah. queen, you know? So, I don't know. I, I just, I'm huge fan of comedy queens. I'm not loving Samantha's choices, I'm going to say. But I, maybe she changes, maybe yeah. something. I will start seeing her stardom soon. I don't know. I felt like uh, Marisa did an okay, a very a decent uh, you mean Ariel? Marie- Marisa Prisa was the first one who left. Sorry, Ariel. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to have like a name chart because I, I'm with Raúl. I cannot remember their names to save my life. Yeah, you guys. It's yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's not that hard for me to remember the names. Okay, I think Sorry. it's just being present while you're okay. watching a show that you're doing the whole podcast <laughs> about. All of a sudden, Isabella here is gonna send Columbus to go find the new world. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the lip sync there, Christian? Um, I mean, I, I do think it was very similar to what she did on episode one. And I'm like, baby girl, you're giving very much one no. And I don't like it when a girl takes her hair off for no reason. And I definitely don't like it when girls take their shoes off for no reason. Yeah. That is not cute. I don't like messy queens. I'm going to get very Gia Gun. You can call me the Gia Gun of Afterthought Media because I've opened many doors for all the next hoes that come after me. Just <laughs> You are the Boom Boom Gun. I am the Boom Boom Gun. And um yeah, no, I I don't like messy. I don't like it when they get messy without any intention. So if she wanted to be comedic about it, that's one thing. But it just looks very fucking sloppy. And I'm not a fan of very sloppy drag. Okay. And I'll keep your shoes on for comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so let's get to... Now, Raul did not know, even before he watched the latest episode, he's going to be coming on this, but were there any things you were... Any cultural references you remember, Raul, about this episode that you were like, oh, that's... 
interesting. I don't think Americans would understand what they're talking about here. Um, um, I think it's very significant that they have a Jota Carajota okay. on the show. I think it's brilliant, and I think it's lovely, and, and I love that uh, they're bringing new, um, different types of, of queens and, and other realities that we have in the country. Um, Jota Carajota is, is gypsy or, or Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, as it's also known here, and it's traditional flamenco as we know it comes from the Romani people in Spain. So I think it was time for us to have references of queens that are gypsies. I think she's great. She's so funny, and I, I also happen to love her style. Like if I found myself thinking, wow, if I had to be friends with these people and have a coffee in real life, I think I would choose. Hotagara Hotta, for example. Oh, she, really? She's fun, and yeah. Who um, would you have coffee with, Christian? Onyx. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I liked Onyx. I liked Marina a lot. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love yeah, I love, love her. Very Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I like, um... Oh, my God, fuck. I like Judici. Jud- yeah. Yeah, I like um, You would think someone who has a show about drag would know these girls' names and how to say these names, Christian. <laughs> you try. Uh, can we I think they, they talk about the trade themselves, but do you have someone here that you, you say, Oh wow. Oh yeah. You know true. what? I don't know if I have a trade of the season. Do you, Christian? I think I agree with them. I like Ven- Venerita at all a lot. Is she the one with the chin strap? Mm-hmm. The, the um, yeah. I think I actually think Marina is like the one that I'd probably have sex with out of very all. Very attractive, very sexy, oh. totally. Yeah. Marina is beautiful. Why do I kind of feel? Like, I hope I'm getting the right person here. I'll correct myself next week. Onyx, I remember thinking is cute. Onyx is very cute. cute. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're all, There's oh, a lot of cute yeah, boys on yeah. it. Yeah, is very sure. cute. They had cuter boys last year. To be honest, who, who, who? Oh, Name. Carmen Farala was really cute as a boy. Oh. Hmm. Um, Killer Queen was very cute. Is Killer Queen the one's a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's very cute. I'm surprised you didn't say Sagittaria since you love them young. <laughs> you know, I have been talking about this. I'm learning that like young is only IRL. Like in like celebrities, I like them a little older. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. All right. Well, Raul, any final thoughts before we let you go? Will you please come back? I will come down whenever you call me. I will be here. Okay. If I maybe can I'll make it work with work and everything. And final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a great season. And uh-huh. I think we have a bunch of queens that are like fun and love what they do. And, and it shows. And therefore, it's going to be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then Christian, uh, you know I love you, right? Because I know you get really sensitive and you get really hurt and stuff like that. And then you cry. And- I think you're projecting. I think you get sensitive and hurt. We do. Well, I, I would usually fight with you, but we do know I have a record of being sensitive and hurt. So See, I, and I don't, girl. Oh, like- no, 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 no. I think you do. You just hide it. You've learned to hide it. Something happened to you as a child. We'll have to get into it. But guys, thank you guys so much. We'll have to get into it next week. With Taylor, bring him on to therapize me on the on the mic. We'll bring Taylor on to therapize you on the mic. Thank you guys both. Thank you guys so much. Oh, hopefully so much. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll have Roberto on next time. Thank you. Well, I've met you before. All right, all right. Sounds good, boys. (laughs) Goodbye.
Bye. Bye. Bye.